ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. From Ballarat to Bundaberg, e-scooters are, depending on your perspective, the new menace on Australian roads or a transport revolution. In Melbourne, they whiz down footpaths and weave through busy CBD traffic. In other cities too, sometimes two people to a scooter, often neither wearing helmets. So it's perhaps not surprising that there's been an explosion in head injuries linked to the electric vehicles. In Victoria alone, almost a 1,000 people were treated in hospital following accidents last year. The Victorian Chair of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons is paediatric neurosurgeon Dr Patrick Lowe. And Dr Lowe joins us this morning. Welcome. Yeah, good morning, Patricia. Thanks for having me on. What sort of injuries are we talking about here? We're seeing uh, across the board injuries, not just head injuries. We're seeing spinal injuries, orthopaedic injuries, blunt trauma. It's really a mixed bag of conditions. And how big is the increase? Have you noticed it yourself? Yeah, I, I actually thought it was uh, it was my own practice, uh, you know, being skewered towards seeing uh, uh, road traumas and pediatric head injuries. But it seems across the board, and uh, this is reflected in data from overseas as well, that there has been a massive boom. Um, I think if you talk to any of the emergency departments across the uh, city, across the country, um, they will they will say exactly the same thing. The minimum legal age to ride an e-scooter is 16. Would you like to see age restrictions? I think it's difficult. Um, we all know the minimal, uh, minimum legal age to drink alcohol is 18 and try to enforce that. So I think there's a, there's a deeper problem here. Um, I agree with some of the comments made that this is a revolutionary um, uh, transport system. And uh, if it's going to be with us, it certainly seems like it's going to be with us. Something else needs to be done about it. Policing is great, but the, our police forces is already stretched the limit. So shouldn't something else be done? Perhaps education? Education. Uh, what does education look like, <laughs> though? I mean, the education uh, piece is obviously key with anything you want to do where there are dangers. But what would yeah. what would switch switch people's behaviour here? The thing is, uh, even with with uh, driving a car or uh, you know learning to ride a bike, uh, there's some way of teaching individuals how to do so. Uh, it just seemed like the e-scooters popped up one day. Now, a few years back, uh, I remember people throwing them into the canal or up a tree, um, but slowly came on without any fanfare. And one day I just saw a whole bunch of e-bikes on, on the side of the road. So there has to be advertising to um, teach uh, young patients or young individuals, I mean, uh, the rest of the community to uh, learn the safety. It's not like the scooters that we grew up with. You know, in the scooters that we grew up with, we use our own strength, our own speed of running to propel the scooter. These things are going, even though they might be going at 20 k's an hour, that's 20 k's an hour. That's quite fast. And when you know, we want to get off our old scooter, we just uh, drop the scooter and come off. But if you drop the e-scooter, you're, you're having a lot of injuries here. So it's it's injuries like that where people just don't get the the seriousness of jumping off one of these things. That's one way. Uh, another way is uh, with bike riding, for example. You can you you lean into corners. 
But if you start leaning uh, using a scooter, you fall off. There's, there's no balance there. Um, just to put my side uh, of the um, uh, of this uh, specialty, um, helmets are important uh, to reduce the severity of injuries. And uh, but how many times have you seen people wear helmets uh, riding e-scooters? So something in that educational field, or even asking the companies that make it um, put put a tether on the on the on the helmet so that's always connected to the bike. And when it's uh, disconnected, that's when you have your your charge going through, and you have to reconnect it so you don't lose the helmet. That's just we're going to start novel ways to uh, to to deal with this. And I've read articles from overseas, and they're calling this an epidemic. Yeah, they are. Is there anywhere where they're doing it right? Oh, I haven't heard any. Uh, I'm just reading the uh, some of the reports from overseas, and they're they're a little bit more advanced uh, than us in the use of e-scooters. And uh, uh, what they're seeing uh, frightens me because there's just nothing that's uh, that's uh, curbing the numbers that they're seeing in the emergency presentations. If you could give advice to regular or casual users of these vehicles, what would it be? I think you know, please treat it as a vehicle, as as you say, it's a motorized vehicle. It is not as simple as a, uh, a, a scooter, uh, a skateboard, or even a bike. They are motorized and they can really cause harm. Uh, the worry I have is not now. We might you know, see in the first, it's in the, what, three or four years since it's been, been around. Um, what we're gonna be seeing are injuries that have long-term life-changing effects. For example, if you had a head injury with a tiny little um, small bruise on the surface of the brain, that bruise, when you know, 20 years down the track, can lead to learning difficulties, can learn to epilepsy, can learn to, to behavioral issue. And with each of these presentations down the track and currently, you're putting strains on the health system. Uh, when we're emergency uh, department, when the emergency department is trying to sort everything else, you throw in an extra you know, X amount of um, e-scooter injuries, and it really loads up the health system. How many of the injuries are also people drinking and getting on these things? That I think that also comes to the education side because um, I've had a patient recently who essentially thought they were doing the right thing. Okay, I've had a bit to drink, so I better not drive the car. You know, I've read about all the car accidents and the road toll. Yeah, I'll be good for society. You know what? I'm just going to hop on an e-bike, e-bike, not e-scooter. Um, oh, I can't find a helmet. I've got to get home. No, that's okay. E-scooters are safe. Let's just do it whilst I'm well over the alcohol limit. So in that case, somebody who actually thought they were doing the right thing because they weren't getting behind um, behind yeah. a car, basically. They were going to drive a car. Correct. It's not fair to them to, to put all the onus uh, on them to, inverted commas, do the right thing. They, they, they feel they're doing the right thing. But where we're falling is teaching them to do the right thing. It's no good you know, using the, the analogy of the carrot and stick. It's no use beating them or enticing them, you actually have to teach them. You've got to teach the donkey to walk first if you hit it with a stick or entice it with a, with a carrot. It's a very um, important conversation, I think, given it's so much more widespread than it used to be. Thank you for joining us this morning.
Thank you so much for having me on, Patricia. Dr Patrick Lowe is the Victorian Chair of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons. This is ABC RN Breakfast. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.